Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with your gardening quandaries. Christmas is just over a month away. And as I always like to do at this time of year, I call up Andy Bunker from Alton's Garden Centre, an expert on the field of festive foliage, for advice on Christmas trees. My thanks to Gardening Direct, sponsors of this podcast. After a very busy week... uh, Last week, spending too much time travelling, really, and getting up at uh, four o'clock in the morning doesn't really suit these old bones very much, so I really appreciated a weekend in the back garden, just clearing up the debris from the last summer. We'd had a sharp frost, which made decisions for me as far as the dahlias, the runner beans and the begonias were concerned. Oh, and those... Um, uh, big begonias that are bred by Benari in Germany, they've been remarkable. They're still flowering and they stood several degrees of frost. I've lifted several, potted them up and brought them indoors. Very good chance that they'll flower if I keep them in a, night, in a nice light position uh, right the way through the winter and who knows, we may plant them out again next summer. What's new? Well, the government uh, is encouraging again the planting of trees with a £50 million scheme to help boost tree planting uh, in England to meet climate change goals. The Woodland Carbon Guarantee provides uh, farmers and landowners with long-term income if they invest in carbon sequestration by planting trees. Has to be a good thing, doesn't it? I mean, the government has already uh, committed to plant 11 million trees by uh, 2022. Every one of us, too, can help if we've got a little plot of land somewhere, even if it's the local school or playground. Get a tree planted. Perfect time of year to be doing it. They'll get nicely rooted out while the soil's warm, and away they'll go next spring. Uh, The winter garden at Anglesey Abbey is going to receive a a major uh, renewal to its winter colour and scent planting. Uh, The winter garden there really is stunning. Got some really beautiful uh, groups of birch and, of course, all underplanted with winter aconites and snowdrops and plenty of uh, fragrant winter-flowering shrubs. It was originally planted in 1998 and opened by the former... House of Commons speaker Betty Boothroyd and now head gardener David Jordan is uh, you know livening up several of uh, what were densely planted areas you know we tend to do that you've got a big bare patch of ground 
you want to cover it quickly and have impact and so we plant almost too close and then of course when they uh, intergrow there comes a time when we have to bite the bullet and thin them out Anglesey Abbey is a great place to see snowdrops they've got that enormous snowdrop collection Uh, and I understand in the refreshing of their winter garden there's going to be more planting of the honey scented snowdrop Galanthus magnet what about our home gardens well as the garden centres go balmy for Christmas they need a space for all of those their Christmas wares uh, uh, and very often you can find a good bulb buy you know they'll cut the price quite often uh, and so uh, if you're looking at cut price bulbs go for the big ones if it's tulips narcissus and even hyacinths uh, they can be planted you know, for the rest of the month very successfully and can give you a very good deal. At home, uh, I've got uh, just a short row of autumn-fruiting raspberries and the canes, uh, well, they must be eight feet high and blowing about in the wind. I'm still picking the occasional fruit. But once they've finished fruiting, don't do as some people recommend and cut the canes right out. Just remove the fruited bit and the lower part of the cane will fruit again next June, July, and then you can cut that out once it's finished fruited, and and the new canes will, of course, fruit from September onwards. The summer fruiting canes, I've just got a very few of those too, where they're six to eight feet high, they'll need tying quite securely to horizontal wires, and I like to bend the top over in a semicircle and tie that into the wire, It means it brings all of the cane down to a reasonable picking height and, again, reduces the wind rock and the wind resistance. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I suppose I'm not the uh, greatest enthusiast for garden centres rushing into the Christmas decoration Uh, I'm afraid the old school and remember too well I suppose uh, offloading Christmas trees in the cold and the wet in the days when we didn't have uh, netted tunnels to make the handling so much easier but today I'm pleased to welcome Andy Bunker onto the scene who will put me right I'm sure about Christmas trees and if I need to know anything about what's happening in the Christmas tree trade then uh, Andy's my first port of call uh, not only buying for himself 
but also for a number of independent garden centres. Uh, Andy, how are things in Basildon at Alton Garden Centre this morning? Yeah, they're okay. I think uh, the, the weather's been so up and down. I mean, we sort of seem to have gone from autumn to winter in the space of a week, um, <laughs> and, then, and then back again, really. Yeah. Um, it's cold. It's cold, and I think, uh, you know, being uh, ruthless as a retailer, we want the cold to kill off the summer bedding so they can get into Sikkim and Pansy and Viola before it's too late. Well, I understand that the bedding plant growers are really disappointed with sales this autumn because the summer stuff has gone on so long. Yeah, I think it is, it's certainly becoming more resilient. Um, as I was over funny enough looking at some, some crops the other day in Ireland and I was at a lovely hotel and the begonias were bold as brass there and they certainly wouldn't be taking the rose out of their baskets and planters for another couple of weeks, I wouldn't think. And it's the same with me. You know, the begonias we've got up at Hyde Hall, uh, particularly the fibrous-rooted ones, uh, things like big, uh, I mean, they're just absolutely full of colour. I thought the frost that we had on Sunday night, Monday morning, I thought that might have uh, seen an end to them, but uh, it wasn't cold enough in my garden. No, no, no. I think, uh, yeah, it's surprising at the moment. You know, here we are sort of knocking on November and uh, certainly don't need to do anything yet. You're the um, master of Christmas, if I can put it that way. (laughs) And looking at a recent video, you seem to have been all over the place looking at uh, Christmas trees. Now, what's the situation for the coming season? Is there a good crop? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the important thing for me, I mean, obviously, it's very difficult for me because as a retailer, you know, in an ideal world I'd like of, of real Christmas trees, I'd like to say, you know, don't buy artificial, buy real. But of course... Real uh, artificial Christmas trees is a huge part of our business, and like everything in life, they've got a place in the market. Um, but obviously, what I'm trying to do is is, is to make sure that our, you know our customers get the best of both or have the choice of both. Um, predominantly, I think my 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 part has been over the last four or five years working closely with the growers is to just improve the quality of a real tree. So. The argument is, for example, the leader control, which is an important part of the tree. You know, people's perception is, well, I've got 30 centimetres with nothing on that I'm paying a lot of money for, type of thing. So um, we're constantly looking, you know, at leader control, which is an important But, of course, you're up against nature. Um, you know, just when you get it right, the birds come along. And I've seen every type of bird scare that you can imagine over the last 20, 30 years um, to stop the birds pecking them. But... You know, the trees are definitely getting better. There's no doubt about it. You know, growing something that you're going to harvest in eight to ten years' time, then, it, you know, you don't want to be harvesting something that's poor. So you put the effort in and you get the return on your capital, you know. Well, I'm surprised uh, how much trimming is done these days. I saw it, first of all, I suppose, in about 1976 in the States where they were using um, a machete to sort of shape up the lower branches and make them more bushy. But uh, the UK producers are getting much more sophisticated than that now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, I've seen over my years, yes, I've certainly seen the machete out, but majority of pruning, certainly in, you know, our trees coming from the UK, Scotland predominantly, I mean, they're, they're still pruning with secateurs, you know, they're getting that much accuracy. And something very interesting they sort of stumbled upon, I mean, one of the Christmas trees, which we'll probably come on to in a minute, is Fraser Fir. And they've literally found the only downside with Fraser is that you have to prune them quite late to get the shape. And the negative is you see like a pruning wound. But they've come across 
uh, a way of pruning where they literally turn the shears the other way round. So the actual prune is downwards rather than upwards. So the actual wound is less prevalent. You know, it's very interesting. It's amazing. There's attention to detail increasingly yeah. in horticulture. You know, it, it really is becoming a very fine art, isn't it, to maintain yeah. top quality well, for everything, pretty well. I suppose the most popular tree today is Nordman. The, the yeah. Norway sort of dropped no, needles Norway to it. Still, Norway still sell. There's still a demand. Again, I, I've done some work in Europe for various different growers, and Belgium, for example, is still a strong market. And we do have some, as you know, we're part of the Tillington Group, and we've still got some of our members that do a reasonable amount of Norway. So, I, I mean, I, won't, so I tried some large ones again about three years ago, but just didn't work and you know it's still the sort of hoovering the carpet in april you know is, is not really you know generally this day and age the, the done thing or the right thing you know so nordman's are definitely you know that the uh the, the the best seller i mean the only thing that nordman haven't got is the scent but if you offset that against a lovely british racing green color and the developments on the trees to produce what the customer wants i think is really important Yes, because uh, even the Norways, you've got the scent when you bring them in for the first day or so, but it very quickly goes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. I think, you know, the difficult thing, of course, with Christmas trees is that in an ideal world, you want it, like we have now, nice and cold, and it's always colder in Scotland where the majority of harvest, but of course then, if it's really cold outside, then Mr and Mrs Smith have got their heating on at 95 degrees, so it accelerates the actual needle drop, and then in turn, if it's mild, then when they're harvested, the things are still, to a certain extent, are still growing. So it's it's quite a difficult process uh, with trees. But uh, you know, the Normans is no doubt about it. the Normans are generally pretty good, providing you don't bring it into in, inside. Yeah, rule of thumb is four weeks. And I've always, you know, really sort of said to customers and try and keep to that. Do not bring it indoors on the twenty fifth, twenty sixth of, of November because you're going to be looking at something that's bald on Christmas Day. Well, I'm afraid I'm one of those who doesn't do much about Christmas until Christmas Eve. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I have a Norway, which was grown from a seedling. Now you do yep. something with Father Christmas and seedlings, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done a little seedling giveaway Christmas tree to, to the children in the grotto now for many, many years. And, and for me, it's great for customers. It's very earthy. And in fact, the interesting thing is it's not just a a tree that's chopped out the ground and, and it is actually a living seedling which actually is supplied to the growers of Norway's as well so it is actually you know, a Norway spruce or Picea abies um, and it does grow you know we've got people that are coming in some of them third generation where they, and in, 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 in all seriousness that the Norway is taller than their house um, but it's great <laughs> it's good for the kids and I know you're you're you know you're you're one of the top ones that you know promoting gardening to children and i think and it's, it's an, almost an extension of grow your own you know the little kid, children have had their tree and they look after it and you know we've had people naming them you know it's, uh, they've got their little tree and it it really is good and i'm, I'm really pleased that we've, we've kept it on um you know we will put eight or nine thousand children through our grotto um and uh, yeah so they get their free tree and, and they really do grow I mean, you're not the only one. Bay tree up in nope. Lincolnshire, I think. Uh, Reinhardt, he, he does the same, doesn't he? Father Christmas yes. in two places, giving away Christmas yes. tree seedlings. Yeah, yeah. there's quite a few people do it now. And it's great, you know, they get, for me, they get the little present. And, you know, it really is nice to see the children walking out with a, a small seedling tree. And, yes, there is quite a few people doing it now. I know 
again, one of our rubber members, Ruxley Manor in Kent, they do it every other year and uh, they run a huge grotto, a lot bigger than ours. But it's lovely to see children coming out with the living product, you know, as you would love it, you know. Yeah, well, if anybody out there listening has had one of your seedlings and there's a photograph of their children, I think they need to do that, don't you think, every year? If you plant yeah. it the first Christmas, it's just a few inches high and they'd be, what, two foot, I suppose, as a youngster. And then uh, yeah. <laughs> the tree I eventually mean, the outgrows them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the important thing is, and, and you know, is, 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 as you say, we actually give away a little simple care leaflet with it, you know, what to water, what uh, sorry, when to water, how to grow it, you know, um, and, you know, with, with Christmas trees, I mean, that's why so many are sold is that, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. We've not got sort of Lincolnshire soil in our neck of the woods. So, you know, to, to, to grow in Essex clay, um, you've, you've done a pretty good job. So, you know, we say follow the care instructions and, uh, you know, yeah, as I said, we've got a lot, a lot of success on, which I'm really pleased about. And to come back then to the traditional trees that people are um, buying to take indoors, uh, I'd, I'd like you to explain a bit what's happening to make trees um, much narrower at the base. Uh, yeah, yeah. well, if you look at you know, what we're trying to develop, I mean, traditionally with Christmas trees, the request is obviously scent, shape and colour. Now, there's still a certain demand for blue spruce, although they don't last indoors that well, but they've got the colour. But the biggest issue is size. You know, if you look at traditionally a seven-foot tree tall, or or let's say uh, uh, two-point, where are we, 2.1 metres in new money, um, you know, that that would not fit in the average house because it being 2.1 metres tall, it's going to often be 1.4, 1.5, even 1.6 plus wide. So what they've done over the years is we've, we've had the Fraser fir, which is great because it's narrow and it's scented. But what we've developed now, and I've been working with some of my growers on it for a few years, is a tree called a slim shape, which actually is exactly as they say what it says on the tin. It's a narrower tree, slim spelt S-L-Y-M shape, um, and it's been pruned. Uh, these Nordmans will grow reasonably quick, so... They actually, what they will do is they will develop the tree and they'll look in the field and they will develop the tree from around two to three years prior to harvesting into a narrow shape. And ultimately, what that means is that you're getting a seven-foot tree on the footprint of a five-foot tree, which is ultimately what people want. You know, if you look, dare I say, at the artificial trees, some of the varieties would have 15 different options, you know, narrow, slim, super slim, you know, half tree. So, you know, we've, dare I say, combating them. We've now got something where you can put something in your house at 2.1 metres, seven foot. That That's going to fit next to the television and you haven't got to move the three-piece sweet house. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know that situation. Uh, and, I mean, will, will we actually see that brand if we go onto a garden centre? Will we see the label Slim yes, yes, Shape? Yes, you will see. Yeah, you will see Slim Shape. Um, it will be promoted as a slim shape um, because it is something a little bit different. You know, it certainly is going to be, you know, a good 60 centimetres narrower when you start getting to the, the 1.8 to 10, as I say, and the 6 to 7 foot. Again, I'm sorry, I still work in old money. Um, but, yes, you, you will see them, as I said. Slim shape is a variety. I mean, there are going to be, obviously, quite a few producers doing it, but, you know, I deal with one of the biggest growers in Europe um, and we've been say, working on this for a couple of years and they've actually, in a roundabout way, registered the name Slim Shape just to distinguish that it is 
a specific brand and a specific tree that no, they haven't just chopped it or butchered it in, in April to harvest it. They've actually, over a period of two to three years, you know, gone, right, okay, that, that particular batch of trees are going to be perfect for a slim shape and then, and, and then harvested them as a slim shape tree. I saw an example of it at the Four Oaks trade show up in Cheshire earlier yeah. this year. And they look to be not only um, narrow at the base, but much bushier. I mean, they were yes. perfect cone-shaped. I suppose the grower would put uh, at an exhibition the best he had, but they yeah, yeah. they were remarkably well-shaped. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know yourself, at the end of the day, you know, the natural habit, as soon as you prune something, it, it fills out. You know, if, you, if, you, if you've got, dare I say, the landy, you know, you, top, you take two foot off the top of a landy conifer, it will thicken out. Yeah. And to a certain extent, Christmas tree being a conifer, you know, you, you've actually, you know, because what they do is they do a process often as well as seconds called bud nibbling, which, again, is exactly what it says. They nibble the end of the, bud, end of the branch and in turn that will send out almost like a finger or a hand of another five mini branches, which gives you the density. And when you look at a tree closely, as you know, I'm quite passionate about it. When you look at a tree quite closely, you will, you will see at the end where it's been nibbled, that is actually then you've got another sort of 30% density so consequently, if we're, if we're doing a narrower tree, we've got a lot more density, which is really what customers want. I hadn't come across that term before, bud nibbling. Bud, I mean, they just nibbling. they just rub well, the lead bud out. Yep, yep. Well, that's a first for me, Peter, because there's not many things you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, is. I'll tell you, I'm learning every day. Yeah. I went to Japan, um, and, and there they're shaping pines, of course, for Japanese gardens. And when the young candles grow, they have a piece of bamboo with a notch cut in the end, and they slip that sort of U-shaped notch over the candle and just break it off. But bud nibbling, just rubbing the bud out, I can see that that would make um, a much better branching from a Christmas tree point of view. Yeah, Yeah. again, yeah, this is the difference. And dare I say, you know, we have some ignore. And the difficulty is that, you know, not knocking my competition, but sometimes a Nordman's a Nordman's a Nordman. Well, it's not. You know, if you look closely at the density of these trees, you can actually clearly see when a tree's been you know, looked after and cared for and, and as I said, bud nibbled, which just gives it that nice density. Not everybody does it. Not everybody does it. And, you know, I think the secateurs uh, have, have taken the place a little bit. But if you want that, certainly lower down, you know, your bud nibbling, you've just got a nice all-round tree. Well, I was interested, too, to hear you say that with the secateurs you cut on the slant. I must have a look at that. I can see the yep. way that that would work too because yep. if you cut it square, then the cut faces you, doesn't it? Whereas yep. if you do yep. cut um, at a low angle, yep. then that yep. cut will be hidden. That's right. Well, this is the downside. Fraser, which is, is I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but Fraser, we love Fraser here because it is naturally a narrow tree. It's got beautiful lemon scent and we promote it as free potpourri. Uh, um, you know, uh, and it is literally that. You grab a handful, it's a lovely lemon scent. Um, but, you know, because it's naturally a little bit slower growing, you know, they would need to prune that back in March, April, normally, subject to the weather, of course. But, of course, the, the wound, as we would call it, has not got enough time to heal. So you're harvesting three or four months later, and it's still a little bit white. But, as I said, now with the, sec- the shears being turned the other way around, it's actually... 
if you like, a, a 45 degree angle downwards, not upwards, yeah. if you can imagine that. And it's, it's quite interesting. Um, and finally, you, you mentioned already the colour. If you were going to um, buy a Christmas decoration in the form of evergreen to go in the garden, you'd be better to look for a pot-grown blue spruce, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Pot, we, we have good success. Um, I think the, the, the problem generally is that, is that you know, I say to people, you know, don't buy anything too big. You know, if you buy something, you know, 60 centimetres, a maximum of 80 or two, two and a half foot, as I say, you know, yeah, blue spruce, we have good success. But having said that, we carried over quite a few Norbans this year uh, and they've worked well. But I do think the hardest one to keep, ironically enough, because, again, you would know that the big tap root is a Norway, which contradicts slightly the seedling tree. But, you know, with a, such a big tap root um, on Norway spruce, they are the hardest one to keep, you know, bring it indoors for a couple of weeks and then put it outside. But then the Norman and the blue spruce, I mean, there's a lovely variety around there called Super Blue which is that lovely steely blue colour, which has been developed over the last four or five years. It really is a lovely blue colour. And we've had good success with those, you know. Andy, thank you very much for joining us today. Lots more detail. Couldn't believe, really, that I've been in the Christmas tree business, what, for 60 or 70 years, and you're still teaching me what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Peter. My tailpiece this week is a bit of an inquiry, really. My sister tells me that uh, she was suffering with uh, rheumatism in her hands uh, and was uh, out in the garden uh, trying to plant some bulbs and and got her hands really badly stung by stinging nettles. Uh, uh, So much so, apparently, that they were uh, uh, really sore for two days. and her rheumatism went. So uh, she hasn't had uh, any problem with rheumatism in her hands since. And she tells me that it's a well-known fact that a good stinging by stinging nettles uh, can uh, cure arthritis and rheumatism. I wonder if there are other people out there who've uh, had the nerve to put their limbs in amongst the nettles and found a remarkable cure for either rheumatism or arthritis. My thanks to Gardening Direct, sponsors of this podcast. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 